Hello and welcome once again to Gots to Boot, the podcast which takes a forensic look at the football managers who talk the talk, but eventually were walking out the door after being fired. This time we're heading off to Lancashire to focus on a boss who took charge of a club who were once Premier League champions. Unfortunately for him, his time was spent at the other end of the table. I thought we gave it a, a good effort, a real good effort, and um, I thought my players were fantastic for me. Steve Keane, a name that makes Blackburn Rovers fans shudder. He spent nearly two years in charge, most of it spent as public enemy number one. It's great for us, though, because it means there's a lot to talk about. Let's start from the beginning. In August 2009, Blackburn Rovers manager Sam Allardyce appointed Steve Keane as his first team coach. He was one of multiple applicants, but Allardyce said he stood out above the rest through his personality, experience and knowledge of football at the highest level. Keane had already spent a lot of time working alongside Chris Coleman in England and Spain. Blackburn was the ideal next step for his development as a coach. For over a year, things went well at Ewood Park, with a 10th place finish in the Premier League, plus a run to the League Cup semi-finals. By November 2010, change was in the air. A new company, Venkies London Limited, purchased 99.9% of the club for £23 million. The owners had a solid history in business, running an Indian poultry company with a turnover of £1 billion. More on the chickens later. New ownership usually brings some optimism that success is not far away. One man, though, was set to benefit more than most. The new owner sacked Sam Allardyce shortly after the takeover was completed, saying his brand of football was the reason why. We can get on board with this. As much as Allardyce would argue, his style of play can be just a little bit boring. It transpired there'd been a big falling out over transfer policy, and when that happens at any club, the manager very rarely wins. So, who would be the man to lead Rovers in this new era? During the Venkis' takeover of Blackburn, they employed the advice of a man called Jerome Anderson. He had a lot of influence with the new owners, being understandably clueless about their new line of work, so now they needed a new manager. Several big names were linked with the job, including Martin Yole, who used to be at Tottenham, and Martin O'Neill. But a more surprising appointment was made. I'm a big believer in my own ability. I'm a big believer in the guys that I've got in the dressing room. Arguably, hiring someone like Steve Keane with no managerial experience was already controversial enough. But how did we forget to mention Jerome Anderson's day job, agent to players and managers? Have a guess which up-and-coming coach Mr Anderson represented. I've got a strong dressing room full of strong characters. And when we get in here, you, you, you sample it yourself if you went into the... The, the canteen this morning, the atmosphere's good. Remember that transfer round which cost Sam Allardyce his job? Well, he was allegedly being told the new players the club would try to buy by the consultancy company Mr Anderson worked for. The club denied this ever happened, but all in all, it wasn't a great start to the Venkis' ownership. Anyway, how did Keane actually get on? His first game in charge was a one-all draw at home to West Ham United. It was the beginning of a decent start for him. Three wins followed in the next six league games, including a 3-1 victory at home to Liverpool, a game which cost ex-Blackburn boss Roy Hodgson his job at Anfield. At the end of January 2011, they were seventh in the table, making the Venkis' decision to appoint him look like a masterstroke. He was given the job on a permanent basis until June 2013. 
During the transfer window, the club was close to pulling off one of the most incredible signings ever. Ronaldinho, who was on his way out of Milan, was not far off heading to Ewood Park, as Keane himself confirmed to the media at the time. There's been contact made from our owners to the, the people who are working with Ronaldinho. I don't how, know how far it's went down the line, but I can only see it has been positive where we can speak with somebody you know, that's twice been World Player of the Year. I don't know about you, but I would have loved to have seen Steve Keane working with Ronaldinho. It would have been the equivalent of someone trying to tell Gordon Ramsay how to cook. Where's the lamb sauce? Come on, man. I just need a... This lamb Where's the lamb sauce? Unfortunately, the Brazilian decided to head home, and we never did find out whether he'd be able to work his magic on a cold night in Lancashire. Despite the disappointment of missing out on a genuine global superstar, this was still a Blackburn Rovers side full of good players. The likes of Paul Robinson, Ryan Nelson and Morton Gamps Pedersen gave Keane a decent spine to build his team around. But somehow this potential was never fully realised and 10 games without a win soon sent Rovers tumbling down the table. They eventually finished 15th, a draw at home against champions Manchester United and a last day win at Wolves saving them. Discontent towards Steve Keane from the fans was growing. One of the top priorities over summer for the 2011-12 season was Steve Keane to get more firepower. In the season before, their top scorer in the Leeds was Jason Roberts, a very good striker, but he scored five goals all season. Keane signed the Everton forward Yakubu to try and sort the issue. The big outgoing was defender Phil Jones, who moved to Manchester United for £20 million. Not long after the transfer, Keane said the centre-back would go on to captain both United and England. Well, he played for both of them, so that's something. Summer brought issues to tackle off the pitch. Keane was convicted of drink driving a couple of days after the new season started. He claimed his drinks had been spiked following the draw with Man United a few months before. The court rejected this, fining him £800 and issuing an 18-month driving ban. Back on the pitch, the season started badly. It took them five league games to finally get a win. Then the supporters were made to wait three months to get another. Protests against manager and owners grew. Blackburn was sliding towards the championship and fast. Strangely though, this failure didn't stop Steve Keane being offered a new contract with improved terms in November 2011, despite him only leading Rovers to just one win all season before the talks happened. He confirmed talks were going on, but it would be inappropriate to conclude any discussions at the moment. A week later, it was suddenly appropriate to sign the new deal. There was quite a lot made of it for some reason in the press. You know, it's, it's been a thing that I've put, you know, as I said to yourselves, you know, a number of weeks ago, I've, I've put that to, you know, on the back burner because, you know, I've, I've got a long contract and there was only a few details within it that was changed. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, anything uh, dramatic or anything. Well, the extension was, you know, you know, any type of, uh, you know, big deal. So I, I was quite surprised it was it was made a lot of in the press, but delighted to sign it. Uh, you know the club, the club statement was issued and I'm just happy to go on with the football now but it's all put to bed, I'm delighted with it. It felt like Steve Keane had the best job security of anyone in the Premier League. Unfortunately for him there were no improvements in results, fan anger continued to grow and it turned into outright fury following a 2-0 defeat to championship side Cardiff City in the League Cup quarter-finals. In the post-match interview Keane boldly claimed they'd forfeited going through to focus on league four. Afterwards he claimed the comment had been taken out of context 
but the damage was done. There were demands for refunds for the fans who travelled to Wales. The local newspaper, along with Blackburn fan, the former Foreign Secretary Jack Straw, was calling for Steve King's resignation. Boxing Day came and Rovers were still rooted to the bottom of the table. However, every team in a relegation dogfight have that odd performance which gives fans a glimmer of hope, or perhaps a good result that can get them back on track, believing they can pull off a great escape. Blackburn did that not once, but twice at the end of December. An excellent point away at Liverpool was followed up by a 3-2 win away at Manchester United. This may not seem too stunning now, but this was a time when nobody ever went to Old Trafford and got something. Steve Keane had defeated Sir Alex Ferguson. Full credit to our lads. We, we've came back from being behind you know, numerous times this season. So it shows the fighting spirit and the togetherness that we've got. And I think we had to have that today because it was tricky out there on the pitch. It was soft. Uh, and I think for both teams, it was a very physical pitch because you know we had to dig in and you know uh, well legs are really really hanging at the end especially young lads but this result's massive uh, but it's no good today if we then don't go and build on that against Stoke uh, next game. To be fair, if I ever beat Sir Alex in a football match, I'd probably be talking about it for the rest of my life. Just for a while, it looked like Blackburn Rovers could pull off a great escape. They made improvements to the goal tally, with Yakubu scoring 14 in the league that season. The issue now was he wasn't getting any help. The next highest on the list was Junior Hoylett, with six. Exacerbating the problem was the increasingly flimsy defence, conceding 78 goals by the season's end. Selling captain and star centre-back Chris Samba didn't help, although he had wanted to leave for a while. Come the end of March, Rovers had managed to get themselves out of the relegation spots before a five-match losing run sent them hurtling back down the table. The costliest loss came in a last-minute defeat to Liverpool, who'd played most of the game with 10 men. Following that game, Steve Keane got some support from an unlikely place. No, not the fans, but the then presenter of rock and roll football on Absolute Radio, Ian Wright. He has been hung out to drive by the, by the fans, I think. Um, I think the club and the people who, who are running the club have supported him. Otherwise, he would have, he would have lost his job ages ago. Um, I think there were certain fans um, have shown their disapproval of his appointment. Um, he's been battling that all season from the start right to, the, to now. They're still battling to get out of relegation. It'll be interesting to see how the fans do react to him if they do stay up, if they're going to be happy for him to, to be there next season. At least somebody had some sympathy. A glimmer of hope came in the form of a 2-0 win over Norwich, but it disappeared a week later with a 2-0 loss to Spurs. They didn't manage a single shot on goal. The final nail in Blackburn's Premier League coffin came on the 7th of May. A defeat against Wigan at Ewood Park would confirm relegation to the Championship. But there would be a unique protest happening first. He's not going to leave, is he? He's paid for his ticket and he's going to stay. <laughs> We've had a pretty bizarre season, but that's got to be one of the strangest sights of all. Chicken stop play. I don't know what happened to the chicken after it was taken off the pitch. Perhaps it should be given a statue in Ewood Park in the future. The chicken protest was the only light-hearted moment of a horrible evening. A 1-0 loss confirmed relegation. Surely that would spell the end of Steve King's reign. Well, I'll sit down with the owners and we'll, we'll discuss a plan on, on how to assemble a squad that can help us bounce back up straight away because, you know, certainly we've, we've lost, you know, a lot of experience, you know, over the last six months in particular. Um, you know, I think we need to try and keep the best we can the majority of the squad together. So you do believe that you'll be, you'll be here next week? Yeah, I do, yeah. If we can keep the majority of them together and we can add a little bit more quality, then I'm, I'm convinced we can, 
go on and build a side that can, can move us forward again. It's a massive setback. Okay, so an immediate resignation seemed unlikely until leaked footage appeared online. He was talking about former Rovers boss Sam Allardyce in a bar in Hong Kong. Big Sam took him to court and was awarded substantial damages. At Rovers, he kept marching on. It wasn't until nearly two months into next season that he finally resigned. Blackburn were third in the championship. In his statement, he claimed his position had become untenable and he was forced to resign. Rovers insisted they knew nothing about his impending departure. Steve Keane hasn't managed in England since his time at Blackburn Rovers ended eight years ago. It's not hard to see why. The real mystery is how he stayed in charge for so long, in a results-driven business without the support of the fans. His reign began a steep decline for the club, one it's arguably only starting to climb back up from. Keane's appointment at Rovers just goes to show the long-term impact of one poor managerial decision. And that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening as always. Make sure you're following us on social media for more on this episode and all the news from the world of football management. We're at Got The Boot Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us with your suggestions on which boss we should profile next. Drop us a line at gotthebootpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again and speak to you soon. Got the boot.